here with us today because it's Good Friday, um, and we're going to be um, using some of these uh, objects here to go through the story of Good Friday and walk with Jesus to the cross. So, where do we find Jesus at the beginning of Good Friday? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to be, so he was arrested, right? He was betrayed by his friend Judas, and he was arrested, and he was at night. He was um, in front of the religious leaders of Israel. And they, it, it's pretty weird that he was, because he did everything that the Old Testament said that a good prophet and king would do, right? He was healing people, he was forgiving people, he was showing God's people what God was like. But the religious leaders of Israel saw Jesus as a threat to their power and their wealth. So they plotted under the cover of darkness to have him killed. So at the beginning of Good Friday, we find Jesus on trial, declared guilty, and brought to Pontius Pilate. Now Pontius Pilate was the Roman governor uh, of Israel at the time. And Jesus had been brought to him because he had been accused of stirring up a rebellion against Rome and calling himself king. But it didn't take very long for Pilate to realize, actually, this Jesus guy is innocent, and I think those Jewish leaders are just jealous of him. But by the time Pilate was ready to let Jesus go, the religious leaders had stirred up the crowd, and they started yelling, crucify him, crucify him, we have no king but Caesar. Well, the story of the Old Testament makes it really clear that God wanted to be king over Israel, not just any old human being. But here again, we see that the leaders of Israel have rejected God as their king again. So there was a tradition that Pilate had every year at Passover where he would release one prisoner. And so he gave the crowd a choice. Well, would you rather me release this clearly innocent man, Jesus, or would you want me to release this known murderer, Barabbas? The choice should have been obvious, right? Jesus! We should have picked Jesus. But the crowd yelled, Barabbas! So Jesus took Barabbas' place, and he was sent off to be whipped, while Barabbas got out of jail free. Now, at this point, Jesus is being beaten. He's been mocked and spit on. And the soldiers who made Jesus bleed thought it would be really funny to mock him further by taking his clothes, giving him a crown of thorns, and a robe. They even made a sign in three different languages to make it really clear that they were making fun of him by saying, here is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And they put it on top of the, uh, head of, uh, on top of the cross. And this was supposed to really embarrass Jesus and all of his countrymen because it basically meant that the Romans were saying, look at these Jewish people and how weak they are that we can treat their king so badly. Now at this time, crucifixion was the worst punishment for the worst baddies of the Roman Empire. And if you were a Roman citizen, they would find another way to punish you because it was so shameful. They would just, we'll find some other way to do it. So Jesus went through a lot of shame and pain during this process. And basically what happened was a person's hands and their feet would be nailed to the wood of a cross and they would hang there until they were too tired to breathe. 
So like I said, Jesus would have gone through a lot of pain and a lot of shame during that process. And for his followers, the death of Jesus was also like the death of their hope in him being their savior, right? They had been leading up to this moment and now their leader was gone. They, you see, they didn't really understand why Jesus had to die. They didn't understand that Jesus was like the sacri- he was sacrificially taking their place. He was a, an innocent, spotless life, dying so that sinful people could live close to God. Kind of like the lambs from the Day of Atonement and the, the Passover story that we've been talking about in B-Kids over the last few months. Like on the Day of Atonement, Jesus was covering over or cleansing the people of sin. That's us. And just like in the Passover story, his blood was telling death to pass over the people. And Jesus was, and and like that Passover story, Jesus was taking his people from slavery to sin into freedom of the resurrection life in him. Oops, my my prop is falling down. Um, The whole afternoon that Jesus was on the cross, darkness had fallen over the land land, (laughs) just like in the story of the Passover, like one of the plagues that we talked about. And Jesus had been on the cross for about three hours when we get to John 19, 28 to 30. And it says, later knowing that everything had now been finished so that the scripture could be fulfilled, um, so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, and they put the sponge on a stalk of a hyssop plant, and they lifted it up to Jesus' lips. And when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. So isn't it, it's really significant that Jesus, um, early, earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus describes himself as living water. And now in, in this part of the Gospel, we see that he is expressing that he's thirsty. He's feeling the weight of all of the sin and all of the separation from Father God by saying, you know, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. And then we reach the climax of the Good Friday story, right? Where Jesus says, it is finished! It's finished. All of the Old Testament scriptures have been leading up to this moment when the king of creation who came to serve, suffer, and die gave up his life sacrificially so that his people could be free. So in the, in the Passover meal, the there's lots of bread and wine. And the bread is a symbol of the people's slavery in Egypt. And the wine is another symbol for God setting his people free. But Jesus, he told us that when we take the bread, we should remember that his body was beaten for us, that it was broken for us and for our freedom. And for our forgiveness, Jesus' blood was spilt. And that's what we remember when we drink the wine. So what I'd love right now is if we could just put our hands out and receive again 
that forgiveness and that freedom that Jesus has won for us uh, as we go into communion.